Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Mother She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is my boyfriend, Bob Seska. We are going to have some fun. I asked everybody to post their assumptions about us as a couple, and we're going to read those and we're going to address them. So this is going to be a fun show. But before we get into it, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, listener-funded, and woman-run. Visit patreon.com slash startmeup to see the variety of tiers offered, including the option to get two bonus What's Up episodes per week. Kind of like my online journal where I get a little more personal and talk about whatever is on my mind. There's also an ad-free tier with a much shorter intro. Just visit patreon.com. Dot com slash start me up. Now, please enjoy this special edition of the Start Me Up podcast with Bob Seska. Welcome back to the show, Bob Seska. Oh, hi. We're starting already. <laughs> okay, good. You know, it's so funny. Every time I start a show, when I say welcome to the show or whatever, I always put both my hands up in the air. I don't know why. I do. I raise my hands above my head and I go, welcome to the show with like fists. I don't know why I do that. that. <laughs> well, you got to do what you got to do. If that helps you talk, whatever. It Make gets it me happen. All pumped. I have to sit on my hands to keep myself from gesturing. Uh, I, you know what I do? Because I, I gesture so much. This is something that happens to me all the time. I accidentally knock the headphone jack out of the speakers. And so that's it's happened on my show. It's happened on Stephanie's show. It's happened on everybody's show. <laughs> One, at some point or another, I gesture so wildly that I pull the headphones out, and then a, there's this loud burst of feedback. Yes, that just happened to me like, in your office, because we were trying to figure out this, this thing we're using to talk from yeah. room to room. And <laughs> because we're in the same apartment, but different rooms. Yes, and so I didn't want to have to do this on your computer, and then you send me the file, blah, blah, blah. So we were trying to work this out, and I accidentally pulled the thing out of the speaker, and it made all the noise that you're just talking about. So, yeah, <laughs> But, oh, my God, it's fun. been such a long time since we've even talked to each other, like two minutes. Yeah, I know. It's been since <laughs> three seconds ago. Um, and so I saw, okay, for those of you who don't know, and I think I've, t- I've talked about this, obviously, on the after-, after party. And then I don't know if I've ever talked about on the free show. But I watch this couple, and they are nothing like me, but they are from North Carolina. And it's just a show about, like, recipe- recipes and decorating, blogging, stuff like that. And yes. the girl is nothing like me. They make these ridiculously fattening meals with like 37 different kinds of cheese. And when I say that, I'm not kidding. And Bob can verify. <laughs> it's like more cheese than anybody could ever imagine eating. And they eat so much fucking cheese. So anyway, one of the things that they did was uh, a post. They said, you know, what are your assumptions about us? And it was a fun, cute little video. And I thought, oh, we should do that. And now a couple of people were not so happy about me posting this and I will address that but some of you asked of course Bob let me just ask you before we get into this what would you guess would be the most uh like the the most amount I can't speak hold on let's start again hold on okay what would you guess was the most popular either assumption or comment uh god that's a good question um, that we're married? 
No. Is that it? Or that? No, I'll, no, I'll say it's it. your fault. I, you know what? Because I, I haven't been reading the assumptions because I wanted to be fresh. Okay. I wanted to hear them for the first time on the show. So I'm, I'm just going to guess that we're married, but that's not it. No, it's your fault. Does that, it's a hint. It's my, it's, it's my fault. Yes, is the hint. Okay, <laughs> I have no idea what. Oh my what, God, what the it? refrigerator comments. <laughs> oh yes, of course, duh. <laughs> the endless yes. refrigerator comments. And for those of you who are not aware, I'm like hot all the time. And and yes, it's because I'm old. So hot. And it's and it's not necessarily hot flashes, although those are part of the equation. I just run hot. And so uh, Bob told Stephanie Miller that we have sex in the refrigerator because basically our apartment is a gigantic refrigerator. <laughs> and that's the well, only the way, way I story, can have sex. <laughs> the way that started was I think you accidentally busted a part of the oh, door that's for right. the refrigerator. And I tracked it down. I tracked down a replacement part on Amazon <laughs> and bought it. And I was telling Jody Hamilton about it on my show. And she said, what were you doing in there? What, what was happening in the refrigerator that broke part of it? And I said, just offhandedly, because I had nothing better to say, oh, we were having sex in there. And then Stephanie Miller heard that on the show, and then that became a thing. So that's how that started. And I'm so glad that true. it did. I know, because it's so yeah. much fun all the time. I, I know. <laughs> but, I mean, the secret is that our whole apartment is a refrigerator. It keeps the outrage fresh. It's so true. Okay, so now we're going to get on to the assumptions. I doubt we're going to talk any politics today, so if you're looking for politics, just go to Bob's show, because Buzz and Bob are going to talk about politics. But today... <laughs> you never do that. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to hit these. Now, I'm not always going to say the name of the person, but I'm going to start with my Patreon people. So here's the first one. I would assume that a lot of people would be intimidated by both of your statures, and Bob may get a bit of that if you wear heels. So I'm going to just answer the first part. You have to answer if you're intimidated when I wear heels. But uh, yes, I do think people are intimidated by our stature, especially when we're together. Yeah, I would say so. Um, and it's just, I think it's something typical with tall people. I think it's just tall people tend to be intimidating, but I, I make an effort to not be intimidating. Yeah. I, I do my best to try not to raise my voice yeah. and you know to try to not sort of lord my height over people <laughs> sort of like i always imagine that picture of lbj see i knew I, we'd circle back to politics <laughs> almost right away there's a great picture of lbj lobbying some member of congress in the cabinet room and he's and lbj was a tall guy mm -hmm. and so he's hovered over this guy just using every like millimeter of his entire body arced over this guy's head just staring him down and intimidating him and i that's one thing i desperately try not to do myself and not that i'm inclined to do it but my nature is to imagine myself being not as tall as i actually am i think it's just i always assume that i'm you know maybe six inches shorter than i actually am. i don't know why that is just the way i'm wired so do you get intimidated when i wear heels not at all yeah not no you all. like it yeah i mean for god's sake uh it's very seldom that I've ever even met a woman who's six foot tall, much less been in a relationship with one. So, yeah, I would say that's a plus in my category. And Bob is 6'4", by the way. And I don't often wear heels only because, first of all, we don't go out a lot. And I just, you know, 
I even when I was younger and wearing heels, I there's a few shoes like I have a pair of shoes right now and I fucking love them. I, I love them and they're wedges and they're three inches and they're just too fucking t they're too much. I don't like being six three and it has nothing to do with insecurity about it because I've had insecurity about being tall. But um, it's not that it's just it's so fucking tall. But I used to do it more when I was younger and now as I get older, especially you know, the people that we see are our family and friends. And it used to be, I mean, of course I had family and or friends, I'd say, when I lived in California, but I'd go out, I'd work. So it was a different, just a whole different fucking mindset when I was working. And so the 6'3 thing would work in my advantage, especially was when I was in sales or something. But, yeah, you know. Yeah. I, I think there are other things that come to play when, you know, dealing with tallness. Yeah. And it's not about interpersonal relationships whether yeah. it's an acquaintance or a friend or a relationship or anything like that it's more about buying pants <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly like that. yeah <laughs> it's not easy okay i will say this is cindy mcnary hello cindy uh of course she made a refrigerator joke and then she said you know i assume you have a double wide refrigerator to accommodate your height ha um yes i <laughs> wish we had a double wide uh one day and then she says, LOL. Okay, here's the real one. I assume you've never had a serious political disagreement. If you have, what was it? And how did you or do you overcome? So I will say, yes, we did. It yes, was, we absolutely it, it, did. It was Bernie Sanders. And yeah. um, I was... 2016. Yes. You know, I was Hillary. I was supporting Hillary Clinton yeah. at that point. When, and uh, you were a Bernie supporter. Yes. Well, it was more like late 2015. Yes. And then... And yes. then into 2016, obviously. And then, and then there was when she whole got thing the nomination, when, I totally backed yeah. her. Yeah, that was... Well, I, you were upset that Bernie didn't get yes, it. Yes, I cried. I did. Yeah. I cried. Yeah, I remember that. But I did but back her. we had her. many a discussion about Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I got angry. And, I got angry at you because <laughs> yeah. I was pissed off. For, I can't even remember exactly the reasons, but I was pissed off because I, I don't know. I don't even remember exactly why I was pissed off, but I was pissed off because I, I was just like, why don't you want all the good stuff? And, and so um, <laughs> I do realize now, like you were right in your, um, I, you know, I go back to, I don't think he could have gotten done the things that he wanted, the vision for his country, for this country. So I agree. Like, if I had it all over to do again, I would have supported Hillary from the beginning. But I will say, I still like Bernie's overview, you know, idea for the country. I just don't know that he is would be able to. I don't think he could do it. Yeah, there was a point in time after the 2016 election, after all of the uh, chaos around that subsided and uh, Trump was declared the winner and so on. Uh, there was a time when I thought, well, maybe you were right. I mean, maybe Bernie Sanders would have been more competitive against Donald Trump given the populist, mm -hmm. uh, the, the uprising of populist sentiment in the United States uh, among voters. And so, uh, you know, I, I certainly didn't, you you didn't rub that in my face, <laughs> suffice <laughs> to say. I felt as though, eh, maybe, maybe it could have been Bernie, even though I was still very much a supporter of Hillary Clinton at that point in time, even after the election. And so uh, uh, it all ended well. Yeah. And, and she asks, what do we do about it? I mean, we just we had a few arguments. I mean, we're not like screaming, angry, hate each other arguments, but just, you know, the kinds of debates you have with politics. 
and yeah. they got heated because I have a tendency to be extremely emotional. I mean, I know you're emotional too when it comes to this stuff, but I will say you, you probably had more of a level head about it than I had. And I'm newer to politics, especially in the podcast, you know, whole air, internet area. So I, I, I will, I will give you, and I think for a minute, I maybe would have, I'm having a hard time remembering. I do remember that it came out that, you know, you, or, or you had said, okay, Bernie might've won. But I think by that time I was already thinking, well, I don't know if he could have won now. So it's like, we were just like kind of going in opposite directions for a while, but yeah, now yeah. we're pretty much on the same page and, and it's not, it doesn't have to do with personal, um, like you didn't sway me over with an argument. I think I was swayed by what was happening and what I observed. And I basically yeah. thought, okay, I understand where he's coming from. And you got, you took a lot of shit. I mean, everybody took shit in that election. If you supported Hillary, you took shit. If you were a Bernie supporter, you took shit. And I know you got a lot of shit for being like a corporate shill and all that stuff. And, um, <laughs> You know, I get that's I get what people that too. were accusing me of. They <laughs> weren't giving me shit because I actually right, that's was true. that. You're right, yeah. you're right, you're right. But you know, that what was I mean. the assumption. Yes. Yeah. And so they made that assumption about you and it was incorrect. So uh, ultimately I will say to Cindy's question that the way we deal with it is basically we just talk things through. And you know, I mean other people in the uh, you know, some of the other questions have are you know, are about if we argue, so we'll get to those later. But okay, here's another one. Um I assume that you and Bob kept your relationship quiet on Twitter because of all the busybodies. <laughs> and, and so I will say this, that hmm. when we first got together, I did not want to be one of those couples, which I'm not criticizing. I just did not want to be one of those couples that they announced that they were couples. And for me, it was because I had spent years building up my name and I did not want to ride on the coattails of your name. And I didn't want, I, I didn't want to be associated with anyone. And at that point, you know, you, you, you were kind of higher up and you, I mean, I think you still are, you were you higher up in the ranks um, than I am, mm. but I just, you know, I, I, so I don't think that if you attached your name to me that you'd be riding on my coattails, but I just felt like I wanted to have my own identity. And it really didn't yeah. even have to do with feminism or anything like that. It just had to do with, I don't want to be associated with anyone because I'm just who I am. And then I told you that, and I think you thought it was a good idea, if I remember correctly. Yeah, well, I think my thing was mo mainly about how a lot of social media relationships tend to uh, telegraph, uh, you know, a lot of bullshit. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a lot of, uh, you know, kind of... I don't know what uh, a, a facade, a fake, uh, yeah, kind of portrayal of a relationship rather than the actual aspects of the thing. Yeah, and so you know, it's it's always challenging when it comes to revealing personal information online and being honest about mm -hmm. it. And what I see a lot of is. Oh my God, we're so in love, and look at look at us being so in love <laughs> on social media, and then the reality of it is very, very different. Yeah, I mean that's a kind of what the standard is, and I just didn't want to play into that. And you know, I'd been in previous relationships during the social media age, mm -hmm. and um, you know, it was maybe a little bit of that, mm -hmm. but it was just one of those things where adding social media to a relationship has a tendency to create more trouble mm -hmm. than it 
resolves. Yeah. There, it adds a, a whole other layer to a relationship that has to be maintained that can maybe put a strain on the reality of what the relationship is. Yeah. And so you start to try to live up to the facade mm -hmm. on social media and no one can achieve that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then there's this long record of your relationship on mm -hmm. social media that is preserved <laughs> on the internet for all of history, for all of the future of civilization. And so, uh, you know, maybe some of that is not appropriate to be held on yeah. the uh, public record for all that time. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's a matter of privacy, I think, mainly. Yeah, and I mean, I also assumed that over time, you know, whether it would be podcasting or whatever it was, people would find out and, you know, it, but it wouldn't be who we introduce ourselves as. And that, I just didn't want to introduce myself. Hi, I'm Bob Seska's girlfriend. I just didn't yeah, want to do that. You know what it is? I didn't want to turn our relationship into a reality show. Yeah, exactly. And that's the danger of a social media kind of relationship. And we've done that a little bit in a sense that we do a show every week together, yeah. uh, the after party. But, but that, I think, is measured um, mm -hmm. we dole it out mm -hmm. a little bit more conservatively, small c conservatively, yeah. than we do, uh, you know, on our personal beats, so yeah. to speak. Totally. All right, so here's another one. I assume that you two depend on each other big time. Also, Bob tends to watch his, to watch his P's and Q's. Uh, wait, hold on. I'm not reading this well. Bob tends to watch his P's and Q's, cautious not to offend you or step on lines. He's a keeper for sure. We wish you lived closer to where they live, I won't say. Uh, we'd love to hang out. We used to hang out with Stephanie a whole lot when we lived in a, a canyon over from her in L.A. This is Fran, by the way. Um, oh. I will just say that, uh, okay, you tend to watch your P's and Q's. I mean, with me, we're pretty honest with each other. So if there's something that you're upset about, I mean, you, you're certainly careful. I think we're both careful about how we talk to each other. But, you know, we're human. So, like, if you're in a bad mood or if I'm in a bad mood, sometimes, you know, the other person might say something. And it doesn't really have to do with P's and Q's. But, like, there are many times where I'll say, are you in a mood? Are, are, are you okay? Are you in a mood? And you ask yeah. me that because, like, maybe something's really pissing you off from social media. And I don't know if I've pissed you off. So we'll ask each other stuff like that. Most of the time, yeah, it's from social media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like work or stuff, things like that. And then um, absolutely, oh my God, if we lived in Los Angeles, we would absolutely be hanging out with Stephanie Miller. <laughs> well, yeah, no doubt about that. I mean... For God's sake, oh Martin God, Sheen, yeah. Rob Reiner. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Jody be, Hamilton there all the time. Yeah, oh my God, fun. absolutely. so much fun. Of course, and then um, Tom says, I assume, <laughs> okay, he says, I assume you're both PWs. And then he says, I'm only, <laughs> I'm only stating this for Mooney Gao's benefit, which Mooney Gao has something later. But PW is prostitution whore, which is a quote from the Real Housewives of New Jersey when Teresa pushed the table over and called somebody a prostitution whore. <laughs> and, then, oh, and then I fucking got banned from Twitter for, I don't know, however many hours, 48 hours, because I wrote prostitution whore. I think it was to Frangela. I was replying to Frangela, and I was just quoting... The Real Housewives, and of course, I get in fucking trouble. So, okay, let's see. Here's another one. This well, I, you know, just to add, I, I am a prostitution whore. I just started doing, 
I just started doing video promos on Instagram for You're my such podcast. A prostitution that would whore. absolutely put me into the PW category. So fire away, Mooney gal. Okay, here's from Mike. You both have insecurities about your appearance, but I think it's cool you ended up with someone so attractive. Since you've been together a while, you validate you validate each other's insecurities secretly. You roll your eyes at the other for not realizing how fucking hot they are, but you realize that if they did, you probably would be insuffer- insufferably narcissistic. You have great hmm. sex when Kimberly is not having a hot flash <laughs> and Bob is nursing a bike injury. <laughs> yeah. So let's just start. Okay. Uh, the insecurities about our appearance. I'll let you start with this one because I've started everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, insecurities about our appearance. That's our entire lives. <laughs> that's all we talk about. I mean, there's a wide variety of supplements, body ointments, and diets that we uh, partake in that are all about pushing back against our body insecurities yeah. and all the rest of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think for me personally, I remember myself when I was really gorky and awkward looking, and that's sort of emblazoned mm-hmm. in my brain as my self-image. Me and too. so constantly I'm fighting against that mm-hmm. even though uh, that may or may not be the reality but that's that's how I kind of feel inside and so yeah. that's uh, that's why that's why I do what I do uh, yeah. and eat what I eat and uh, apply what I apply <laughs> so well and the good thing is at least though I think with both of us some of the reason we eat the way we eat is vanity but it also happens to be good for us so there is that extra benefit you know what I mean like yeah, we're yeah. eating good food and at least as best we're not crazy crazy healthy but we're pretty healthy especially when you compare I mean when I go to the grocery store and I see what other people are buying and I like their only vegetable is one can of green beans it's like okay I think we're doing pretty good so um, <laughs> right and then as far as secretly rolling our eyes at each other I'll say this because I, I understand what it is to be so incredibly insecure um, if, if you're having a bad day or something and you talk about it, you know, we both deal with fucking acne. And so like, if you get a zit and you complain about, I don't roll my eyes at you because I totally fucking get it. I understand. And we both know it's funny cause there's, we refer to it as the danger zone and it's the area oh, yeah. like right next to your nose that, yeah. Oh my God, if you get a zit there, it's just the worst fucking, it's so horrible. So anyway, I yeah. think I mean it's like I, I get concerned that I look like I'm smoking meth or something like that. <laughs> it's you know so I mean? bad because yeah. it like neither one of us have the ability to leave it alone because it's too gross and then we fuck with it and then it turns like purple blood red and it's like it's just so horrible it's just absolutely horrible so I think we both fully understand what that's like so I wouldn't think it's not that we roll our eyes at each other but I think the the thing is is we understand that the other one is probably a little extra sensitive except for the big zit thing we're, we're a little extra sensitive about the way we look and so when we complain about it or or when we voice our insecurity I don't agree with you when you say you know I feel a certain way I'll think no you don't look that way but I get that you feel that way and I think yeah, that's really yeah. important because you know, when you tell somebody, oh, you're crazy. I- I've heard that my whole life because I've always been insecure. And if I say something about myself, somebody will say, oh, you know, you're either fishing for compliments or you're just crazy. It's like, no, we really do feel that way about ourselves. And we understand that it's stupid because we have, a, a, it's a fucked up view of what we look like. Mm-hmm. And, sure. and, and then it's real to us. 
So it, it's never good when someone belittles it or dismisses it. It's always better just, I, I feel, to say, look, I get that you feel that way, but that's not how other people see you. You know, right. It doesn't really change your mood, but your mood just has to go away. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. Tammy says, wow, I love a lot of the assumptions about, uh, a lot of the assumptions people have made about both of you. From my perspective, you seem well-suited for each other in temperament, intelligence, humor, and of course, height. For the most part, I think Bob is very solicit. Is this, am I going to say this correctly? Solicit. I can't say this. Solicitous. I can't say it. Yes, you say it. With you, Kimberly. Solicitous. Solicitous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which is great, especially going through the big M, menopause. Which means I'm all over you. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> yeah. Uh, been there, done that. Not a fun time. Uh, I'll say, I'll just take this one and just say, because um, she still has a whole bunch of things to say. But I think you've just been very understanding while I've been going through menopause because it's fucking awful. And um, you just are very sensitive to it. And you listen to me and I appreciate it. So she says, you both work hard, but you take time to enjoy each other in all aspects. I think Kimberly has the hotter temper and Bob is more of a slow burn. Okay, so there's more to this question, but let's go to that one. Uh, Yeah, I do have the hotter temper. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it depends on the day. Yeah, but I, I think... I think a lot of it is because just like you said before, you're tall and you make this effort not to be intimidating. And like when we've had arguments, you don't yell at me uh, or you don't yell, I should say, because, you know, but I'll I'll yell a little bit. But I mean, we don't scream. But yeah, I have a hot temper. We both have very loud voices naturally. And so the idea of yelling at each other, not only is it at least speaking for myself, not only, as I was saying before, does it become overly intimidating, but it's loud. And mm-hmm. living in an apartment building, yeah. I don't want to advertise our we hear our neighbors the yeah, entire we, rest of the building. We yeah. hear our neighbors screaming <laughs> Yes, <we laughs> when do. they have fights. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's like we don't. But, yeah, I mean, I, I get hot, angry for a minute, and then I calm down. That's kind of like I got my mother is that way. And so whether I learned that behavior or inherited it, I don't know. But um, I do, I have a, I can get mad. Um, okay, let's see. She says, I think you should both va- take a vacation in Amsterdam. You'd feel right at home. They're the tallest people in Europe. Um, and then, okay, let's see. In oh, Amsterdam? In Amsterdam. That's I never she- thought of Amsterdam having tall people. I was thinking more like uh, Norland would have Norland. tall people. That's true, Norland. Like Swedes. Swedes and. I think of like tall Swedes Norlanders or tall Germans. Or Finns. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's no more questions with this. This is just about basketball. Okay. okay. And then, okay, now this is from my friend. Hi, Kimberly. I hope, I hope you can hear me, or I hope you're listening. I hope you can hear me. I hope you can hear me. <laughs> such a dark. I hope you're listening. This is my friend from fucking high school, and it's funny because she and I used to just fucking talk on the phone all the time, but she says, as much of a natural you are at talking and having conversations, I have a feeling that Bob had to talk you into your own podcast I think he helped you feel confident enough to spread your wings. Okay. Well, I will say that you didn't talk me into it, but I did get experience on your show, which made me feel comfortable. And then in 2016, when we were back East visiting, we were driving to your parents' house and listening to a Mark Maron interview with Jeff Goldblum. And I said, Mm -hmm. I was listening to Mark Maron and I'm like, I can do that. I'll do, I want to do a podcast. And I think I said, you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. I said, you could do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you did encourage me, but, Mm -hmm. and and I got my way, my legs, like I just kind of got my legs on your show. Just, I've been on other 
radio shows and podcasts, but I was on yours a few times, like if Chez wasn't available and stuff yeah. like that, I'd, I'd fill in. And so that was, that was basically it. Okay, that does it for the, uh, let's see, for all of the Patreon questions. Okay. okay. Oh, oh, wait, I didn't get to Andrew's. Hold on. Andrew assumes, where is it? He says, I assume that Kimberly sneaks butt squeezes on Bob. <laughs> no. It's reverse. <laughs> Especially yeah. when I'm in the kitchen. It seems to happen mostly when I'm in the kitchen. You come up behind me. Mostly when your back is turned to me is when you're in the kitchen. So (laughs) exactly, but it doesn't. You know what? It doesn't really happen the other way around. No, you're not a groper. You don't grope me at all. I remember there was one time when you threatened to grope me, (laughs) and then you immediately got a UTI. (laughs) And then that was it. It was like literally like two minutes later, the symptoms started. You're like, I'm gonna grab your manhood, and then two minutes later. Oh, I you have another UTI. UTI. It was the craziest <laughs> convergence of a couple of things. It was like, oh, great. <laughs> and then, oh, shit. Well, you know, that that's one thing that we suffered through. So going back to that original question about going through menopause, that was really difficult because, oh, my God, when we first got together, uh, it was UTI City. And it was constant <laughs> UTI. Which is the worst city yeah, it is the in worst the country. City. And it yeah. was talk it, about a shithole city. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking awful. I mean, since then we have uh, figured out. We've been creative, and we figured out. We've gotten a lot of things figured out. But uh, yeah, that was not fun. But I will say, yeah. Yeah. during that time, I mean, I, and I'm again, I'm grateful. Uh, unfortunately, here here's the sad truth. Uh, you know, when somebody asks what what took you so long to find each other, well, I don't know, divine timing. I don't know. <laughs> it just it just happened that way. But you know, I met you when I was 47 years old. And so obviously, I, I you know, it, I was already perimenopause at that point. And so when we met, that's when I started going through the real menopause thing. And it was mm-hmm. awful for me because it's like, finally, I meet, you know, my whole life, I wanted to meet you. That's who I wanted. And then I did meet you. And then my body's like, fuck you, Kimberly. (laughs) I'm going to make you gain weight and sweat and have UTIs. And so the fact that you hung around for all of that and my psychotic episodes when I was on certain kinds of estrogen, I just really appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, the universe gives you something and then takes something away. Yes, exactly. generally how things work. That's the even Steven nature of the universe. Balance. (laughs) Okay, this one's from Kirsten Warren, who I absolutely love and think she's the sweetest person in the entire universe. Yes, she is. So, okay, there's several different ones. She says, do you have any notable political differences? So I would say right now, no. Would you? Yeah, I don't think so. I think we're pretty uh, much I, on the I, I same page. I can't really think of any, and I've been, I've been trying to think of so because I, I thought maybe this would come up, but other than... The 2016 election, I don't think there really has been. No, I think we're pretty much, you know, and, and really since that election and since those disagreements, and we were a much newer couple at that point, um, you know, I've learned not only your way, but I've become more, just as so many of us has because of Donald Trump, I've become more familiar with our system and how everything works. And, and really, I think that's what was in my way before. You had a much broader understanding of how all of this stuff works. I think the difference is our approach. I think you're more yeah. of an activist. Kind and of. I tend to be a little bit more of like, I don't know, 
like an Aaron Sorkin mm-hmm. old school kind of liberal. Yeah. And that may be. I'm a little more emotional. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're more prone to say, hey, fuck yeah, on Twitter, or something like mm-hmm. that. I mean, yeah. that's just a horrible impression of one of your tweets, but <laughs> generally speaking. Fuck yeah! yeah. I'm going to tweet that. <laughs> I'm totally freaking out. No, but I, yes, uh, I'm definitely like more emotional than you are. Yeah. You're, you're Where I'm always even. trying to construct some sort of salient yeah. point, some right. sort of salient argument. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay, the second question she has, and I'll let you take this. Uh, who's the better cook? You know, that's a good question because, um, quite honestly, uh, you're a great cook. I'm an okay I don't think cook. people realize that about you. You're actually quite gifted when it comes to that. Huh. I-, I can be one. Yes, and I've had it, your it just, food. I think since we've been together, the amount of cooking I do has been uh, curtailed only because for various reasons see also physical insecurities my (laughs) diet is exactly the same every day i mean i literally eat the same foods every meal every day so and that's very limited i mean i'm not spending a whole lot of time in the kitchen Mm -hmm. because you know if i eat six times a day while also doing a podcast and writing a column and appearing on other people's podcasts other people's radio shows that's a, a big time suck so I don't have a whole lot of time yeah. to spend, you know, waiting for, you know, a sauce to reduce in the pan. <laughs> Things like, it's just not, not in the cards for me. Plus, it's just not, uh, it doesn't fit with my diet and my fitness goals and so on. So that's, it also goes that's back, well, I was just going to say, it also goes back to the thing we talked about, which is one of the things that Mooney Gao thinks is especially funny because it's, it goes back to the Brita, which is what he brought up. Because I said yeah. you can't even you can't even fill the Brita, like it's too much bother. Because you, you, but you, I do. No, you do, I do now. now. You do now. Ever since you mentioned that on the <laughs> on the after party, I do now. But it's like there are certain things that I know. Okay, like here's here's one thing. You let which now you have turned me onto it. The Red Robin fucking Impossible Burger is so delicious, <laughs> and so yeah. they you know they deliver it. And I got it. And what I'll do and you won't do is I'll put the fries in the air fryer. But you can't be bothered because it's like you just need you just want to eat and get it out of the way. You don't want to have to deal with any preparation. You don't want to have to deal with any cleanup. You just want it to be as easy as possible because you do eat so often and you have a busy schedule. Whereas I will take that extra time to dirty the dish so that I like the fries better. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's where it goes. And you did yeah. you did make your grandmother's pasta, right? For us early on. I I I or a version have, of I'm, it. I don't know I, because yeah, my grandmother has a, a lasagna recipe. I don't ever remember making a lasagna because you no, don't eat no, no, that no. kind of cheese. No. So but no, you did, I don't think I've ever made that for you. But pasta with meat, turkey. Meat, uh, I yeah, I may have at some point. Yeah. Just very very early on. Um, but normally I don't, I used to do a lot more cooking when I lived in Hawaii Mm -hmm. and and that was just part of my lifestyle. I was making, you know, making a lot of fish and certainly I eat my fair share of pasta. I I can do lots of things in the kitchen. I just, (laughs) it sounds like I'm bullshitting, but I just choose (laughs) not to. Yeah. You choose not to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, all right. Her, her other question, she's got several more is who's the messiest me. I'm the messiest. You're not messy at all. And I'm pretty good with our general common area. 
but mm-hmm. oh, go behind those closed doors. Here's one thing. Here's one thing that you do, and this is this is not necessarily payback for the Brita water filter thing <laughs> that Mooney Gal likes to remind us of. But uh, there, there's one thing that you do. You know how cats. You know what cats do with the toilet paper roll. How they grab the toilet paper roll and just unravel it. Yeah. You do that with the paper towels. You'll like grab one paper towel and like suddenly five feet of additional paper towel will be all over the counter. Okay. You're going to have to remember that. And then I have to go back and like wind it back around okay, because you're gonna I'm have to remember so that OCD. One. You're going to yeah. have to remember that for another question. So okay. FYI. Um, but if you saw my closet, you'd be like, Kimberly's the messiest. Okay. Now this is funny. Who has the crazier family? What would you say? And you can say mine if you want. I, I'm not going to be offended. Honest to God, I think our families are very similar. That's what um, I was just I because when I when I was reading this to my mother, and the first thing I said was, "Oh, for sure, mine." And I thought, "I don't know. Wait a minute. He's got some crazy people too." So I think I, I think though, unfortunately, um, on my side of the family, not my immediate like mother or father part, but people in my family are kind of dark. So uh, I don't know that you have that that I've heard no. of. Um, so I do have that side uh, of my family. But I think, you know, we have both, we both have crazy families in that everyone has crazy families. So I don't know if one is crazier than the other. Um, no, I think they're very similar. I think yeah. the Johnsons are very similar to the Seskas and the Warners are very similar to the Davises and yeah. Comatzes. I think there's, yeah, there's a lot of similarities there and it's kind of fortuitous yeah. in that sense. It does. It because helps. Because then, then we kind we understand. of understand where yeah. we're each coming from in terms yeah, in terms of families and what to expect. And then cute little adorable Kirsten says, and I'll be the old and inappropriate aunt and ask the eye-rolly two-part question. When are you getting married? Will I be invited? Oh, my God, she's so cute. Um, well, as far as marriage, neither one of us are in any big hurry. Um, I, This is what I think. I think at some point we should get married because of hospital stuff. And I don't know. Like, perhaps it might benefit us financially, but it would not be about love. I already love you, and I already feel married to you. That's, like, already a done deal. If we did it legally, yeah. it would be for those reasons. Because I don't, yeah. I don't, I've never given a shit about, it's, and, and I don't criticize marriage. I think you need to do what works for you. I'm very Miranda Hobbs about weddings. Oh, my God. I'm all the way Miranda Hobbs about weddings. And, and if I were to get married, if we, get, if we ever do get married... I, I seriously want it to be so low-key. I just want it to be like, you know, at, at the at the justice thing or whatever. What, what do they call it? What justice it? of the justice Peace. Justice of the Peace. And then go out to dinner. I mean, I really would not want any <laughs> any fancy shit. I don't like it. It just fucking turns me off. And I don't want to be in anybody's wedding. So FYI. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been divorced twice. So <laughs> suffice to say, I'm in no hurry to, uh, to go down that road again. But... Uh, that's just me. And it has nothing to do with you. It's just from right. uh, being somewhat disillusioned with the well, institution. You already, yeah, so you speak. already told me, I'll marry you if you want to get married. And, and it's like, it's just never been my thing. I've never given yeah, we're a no shit. great hurry. It's no. a, yeah, it's not going to happen tomorrow, anything like that. I don't think, you know, and it's funny. I was just talking about this last night. We were d- discussing this. Uh, I, I think we were watching an episode of The Newsroom. Yes. It was one of the last episodes of The Newsroom where uh, Will McAvoy gets married to uh, Mackenzie. Mm-hmm. And... And 
I was like, you know what? This is this institution is so ass backwards. It's mm-hmm. amazing we still do it. Yeah. Because it was originally set up so that the man would own the woman, mm-hmm. and and that was why. And it was this whole patriarchal ownership thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, why are we still doing this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, we've evolved beyond that to a pretty decent degree. I mean, it's like, it's still patriarchal and all of that, but... But it's still the origin yes, of the, the origin. process. Yeah. The whole purpose of that, from yeah. the woman traditionally wearing white yeah. and all the rest of it, it's, just, it's very, very patriarchal. Mm-hmm. It's very anti-feminist. I mean, that's the origin of it. It may be something different now, but there are a lot of things that are different now that mm-hmm. started out as something right. awful that yeah. we have rejected as a society. But we've kept this thing, and I'm still unsure as to why. There are other forms of commitment that I believe that you can make that don't involve feeding into this kind of thing. Yeah, 100%. You know I mean? Yeah. And I mean, as far as, you know, what the, the, the gist of marriage, I mean, that's what we have. You know, I mean, ultimately yeah, we're, yeah. we're married, but it's just not mm-hmm. legal. So, um, okay. Now this is funny because the next one I'm reading is the uh, next assumption. You're married. You laugh a lot. One of you isn't as nerdy as the other. Neither of you can cook or are too busy. Okay. We already kind of got that. I cook my dinner every night though. Uh, would be a great din- would be great dinner party guests. Talk way <laughs> too much about politics in your everyday lives. Why did you make me think about this so much? So, <laughs> obviously, we're not married, and yes, we do laugh a lot. We do laugh. Yes, a lot. that's true. And yep. I think you're you're only nerd. You're only more nerdy than me, but in the literal sense of the word of what a nerd is, because I mean, I'm such a dork in my own way. I'm not like a Star Trek nerd or a or like a you know. People say like, what what do you generally consider nerdy? What does that mean to you? I would say nerdy is, yeah, I mean, that could apply to any number of things. You don't necessarily need to be a Star Trek, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars superhero fan like I am in order to be considered a nerd. And Mm -hmm. you're quite a nerd. I mean, the fact, (laughs) I always go back to one of the first things you told me about yourself, which was how you were obsessed with the bionic woman. And you would would try to run in slow motion. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and and pictures of you at younger ages, yeah, I'm like a nerd. prior to fourteen years old, mm-hmm. I, I guess maybe thirteen and younger yeah. or so. Twelve. You look like a nerd. I mean, you, a you had your nerd. awkward phase. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I guess I, I don't know. How would you define it? I guess some sort of obsession with a, some aspect of pop culture that's mm-hmm. considered not traditionally cool, <laughs> but yeah, now. That, yeah. Even with, you know, Star Wars and the th- things I just named, it's kind of become mainstream now. Yeah. So I don't even know if you would consider yourself or if I would even consider myself a nerd in modern context. It's just where we come from, mm-hmm. which is children of the 80s, 70s, mm-hmm. 80s. We would absolutely be considered nerds mm-hmm. uh, in that context. And then, okay, would be great dinner party guests. I would assume, yeah, I am a good dinner party guest. And, you know, we have... The only dinner parties we've really gone to are family, right? I mean, have we ever gone to a dinner party where it's not family? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. No, I mean, we went to, to your friend's house a bunch of times in uh, oh, that's Santa right. Rosa. That's right. Yeah. And then also, we did have ben- dinner or lunch, I should say, with Ben and Justin. But that oh, was, yeah, that's that right. was just the like the guys, four yeah. of us. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, we're both very talky. Um, I will say, though, that I am the more socially outgoing person. 
I, that yeah. is very easy for me. It's it, you don't like it as much as I, I can do it easier than you can do it. I'm very like private and yeah. shy. Yeah. Stra- stra- yeah, and those of you who listen to my show probably don't realize that, but I am. I'm not shy. I I have moments of being shy. Like uh, certain circumstances, I might feel like back when I was younger and single, if I liked a guy and I, you know, I would kind of get shy and quiet, but, but not all the time. And I'm pretty out fucking going when I go to, especially when I have alcohol in me, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, um, I'm, I'm a fun drunk. Not that I get drunk, drunk, but you know, once I get tipsy, um, I, I'm certainly not, you know, sometimes people get ugly and everything. I'm fun. I'm really loud and, and I'm very uh, in your face and um yeah. i'm just it's that i'm not doesn't scare me at all um okay and then yes we do talk about politics way too much in our everyday lives yes that is true you know but when we get together with people and politics comes up i often will hang back no you always listen. hang back always yeah. it's really I just hard to hear for what me. people have to say about this yeah. and then i'm secretly judging everyone who's wrong <laughs> and i tell them they're wrong um <laughs> It says, I've been listening to Bob's show for so many years that I don't have many an- unanswered questions. Where did you two learn to swear? Oh, my God, that's so funny. I'm just going to go ahead and blame Ann Werner. It's my mother's fault. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in a household where there was no swearing. And I mean, we couldn't even say, and this is mainly because of Catholic school, we didn't even say, oh, my God, at home. Yeah. We had to say, oh, oh, my gosh. And it was a good habit to get into because you get demerits and have to go to detention and things like that in school if you were to say that so what happened with me is college i think it was a combination of college (laughs) and comedy and being on the radio and uh i i spent a good deal of time working for domino's pizza (laughs) and i always tell the story that uh my manager at domino's pizza (laughs) said you know bob you'd make a great manager except you say fuck too much <laughs> and so my evolution into an f-bomb dropping maniac was fast it was like <laughs> i go to college in 1989 and by 1990 i'm just f this and f you and f everything <laughs> you're just preparing for me <laughs> yeah that's exactly right All right, you know what? We have to take a little break, and we'll be back after this message. Hey, this is Kimberly. If you're not already my patron, just visit patreon.com slash startmeup. You can take a look at all the tiers and decide how you want to support the show. Thank you so much. All right, we're back. Okay, so this is funny. You listen to heavy metal, and he prefers yacht rock. Okay, no. (laughs) No, no. Uh, In uh, fact... I prefer both heavy metal and yacht rock. And I just prefer yacht rock, if I'm going <laughs> to prefer it. I mean, I don't only listen to rot, uh, rot yacht. I don't only listen to <laughs> yacht rock. But the funny thing is, on Thanksgiving, we were at your mom's house, and she's got the Siri, and she said, Siri, uh, you know, play me uh, 60s, I think 50s and 60s or whatever she said, and Oh my god, all the songs that were coming on were like, you know, fucking Jimi Hendrix and I'm, it was so funny listening like to 60s Jimi and 70s protest songs. Yes. Yeah. And uh the something Buffalo, Buffalo Springfield something's happening here and I'm sitting there going, I can't believe we're at your mom's house, you know, listening to this music. So anyway, I went into the other room, came back, your brother had switched it over to Yacht Rock and I was just like so happy. All the songs, I loved all of them. So I guess I do like the yacht rock. I can't even say it. Okay, um, let's see. 
<laughs> I think, who was this? I wrote Paula. Did Paula say this? I don't know. I might have written when, you know, Paula Bonham. Somebody said, one of you may like Rush a wee bit more than the other. True. <laughs> that is true. True. Uh, On yeah. a couple of occasions recently, you've said, I just don't care about Rush, Bob. <laughs> And it's, I not, don't. it's not like I sit here and like I'm constantly going off no. about how great Rush is, but uh, no, but I know but Rush yes, is your favorite I band. Really I do into like Rush, that. My favorite band. I do like that one song. Um, Tom Sawyer. The, no, the men Spirit who of hold, the men who hold high places. Closer to the heart. That one. Closer <laughs> to the heart. Name in their most popular song. Yeah, that closer yeah. to the heart is my favorite. Okay, this is Freak Bass, who we absolutely love. Says you are both secretly superheroes. Ah, he let the cat out of the bag. You're not supposed to tell anyone, freak. <laughs> and then, okay, somebody says, this is not an assumption. Somebody says, I wish you two could or would reproduce. Don't you know Jared Leto is our son and Robert Costa is our son that we share with Carol Lennig? <laughs> yeah, as we pretend. <laughs> we pretend that Jared Leto, for some reason, is our he, boy. Because he looks like us. He, if, 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 like, I think he's got, his face looks like a good combination of us. A little bit more like me, but I think he could be our son. Yeah, and it's just a, such a weird observation that only we would come up with. But <laughs> yeah, know. and then Robert Costa, who we like to call Muggsy, and I don't know why we decided. He, I think we decided he was our son because he's so fucking young, and that's just the only reason. Oh yeah, you know what? I was almost gonna say you have this fantasy about like holding him in your arms <laughs> and feeding him a bottle, but it, that's actually Aaron Paul. That's Aaron Paul. <laughs> Yeah, As Jesse Pinkman Jesse from Breaking Pinkman. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Jesse. <laughs> poor Jesse and all his bitch problems. Okay, let's see. Um, somebody says that you agree on almost everything. Um, not everything, but yeah, we're pretty close. Yeah, I think so. Um, does Bob? Okay, here's another rush. Does Bob? Does Bob play Rush full blast on Saturday morning? Does he know every lyric to each song? You can go ahead and answer that. Uh. Uh, I guess the for the answer to the first question is sometimes, and the answer to the second question is of course. <laughs> um, someone says, "I imagine because of your conversational skills, you two are always talking to one another. One another, no dead, no dead air. Obviously, I can't talk. I'm having a problem talking today. But um, <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, we can we can talk a lot. And then I'm just, yes, we do. We, don't we are have a lot endowed of with the gift air. of gab. Yeah. That is for sure." And we kind of do a podcast every night that we don't record. Right. I always say this on my show, and it's absolutely true. I mean, there are some nights where you'll do more talking and other nights where I'll do more talking. But generally speaking, yeah. I always think that we should set up a camera and just start recording it or a couple of microphones a microphone. and just start we recording us commenting camera. on whatever it is we're watching. <laughs> and that could be its own podcast. But, uh, you know, we do that all day. Yeah. I don't think we need to extend that exactly. into the evening. No more. Either. No more podcasts. Okay, here, you go to the gym together. No, but most no. of the time we'll do different workouts. Yes. I will never be able to get you to the gym. No. You do that at home. Yeah. Um, and it's just germs. Even, even pre-COVID, I hated, the, I hated going to the gym. I've been to the gym. I went to the gym once, and I fucking hated it because I can't, like, if I'm going to be on the stair climber, which is one of the things that I do, I need to listen to music, and if I listen to music, I need to act out the song because I pretty much know all the words. 
and <laughs> it's too embarrassing to do it in front of people. And I did it in front of people because I was unable to not do it. And everybody would look at me and then men would look at me and then I'd see people sweating on the machines and I'd see their sweat dripping onto the machines and I'd start gagging. I can't do it. So, um, oh, this is interesting. Okay, uh, what inspires you about him? I think I will say, I mean, there's a lot of things that I'm inspired, that you inspire, but I really have to say that I am so impressed with your discipline and your dedication to what you do. And, you know, whether that is your podcast or writing or even your silly fun stuff, watching movies, you are very, um, I mean, you have discipline when it comes to your work, but you have a dedication that you just throw yourself in and you really go for it and, 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 and like envelop yourself in whatever it is that has your attention. And so I think I get inspired by that. And so that was only about me, but I mean, oh, it's nice. Do you? I, I don't know if nobody asks what inspires you about me. So, <laughs> well, and just to reciprocate, I would say your honesty. Mm, that's good. absolutely, and and that is, I would say, probably at the top of the list. Oh, um, yeah, uh, you are uh, really good at saying what you think mm -hmm. and 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 being genuine and earnest. And so uh, that's a rare thing. Um, and yeah, a lot of people are honest. A lot of people tell the yeah. truth, and that's for sure. But you have a knack for it. And uh, yeah, that's, I, I think, I, I don't know exactly how to put this, but there's, uh, you're willing to expose your inner thoughts. And I think that's inspirational and, and prompts me to be able to do that too. Cool. There's a, like a mutual trust yeah. that comes there. Yeah. Of course, you know, Mooney Gal asked, who was the last to fill up the Brita? Which is not an assumption, Moody. Yeah, you were <laughs> you this had morning to assume. because you, <laughs> <laughs> you did this morning because you made the coffee yes, this morning. Yes, I did. Yeah. Whoever makes the coffee. Well, and then throughout the day, I mean, I'm, I'm always filling it up because you don't drink the Brita water. I do. No, I don't. So I'm yeah. always the one to fill it up. But it was just the coffee situation that uh, was the big deal. Um, Let's see. I assume that you two love spending quality time together and that you both know who you are and where you are in life. And I would say for the most part, yes, we do enjoy spending time together. And, you know, it's funny because we don't we spend every evening together, but our days obviously are very separate, even though we're in the same under the same roof. You're in your world. I'm in my world. And then yeah. we, we finally come together around 10 and spend that hour together hour or two and then but outside of that you know i mean yeah you do your things sometimes you do your you know you go cycling um but when we do hang out together it is quality time and we very much enjoy it yes oh, here it is okay here's paula here's what paula said i assume you secretly roll your eyes when he nerds out over prod rock over prog rock or maybe not so <laughs> secretly <laughs> Um, no, not really. It's just not, I'm not a big prog rock myself. You know, I don't listen to too much of it myself. Some of it, yes, but you're more into it than I am. So I just let you do your thing. Yeah. And I should say lately over the past couple of years, I've been going through a thing with my relationship with yes. And you've been very generous when it comes to listening to me complain. And it's not a necessarily a story I want to get into here, but I appreciate that because <laughs> 
it's been a turbulent relationship, as most members of the extended Yes family have been through turbulent relationships yeah. with the band. It's, so goes uh, my relationship as well with those guys, and and I appreciate the uh, uh, open ears when it comes to that. <laughs> okay, this is funny from Aubrey. Uh, I I assume that when Bob nerds out about something. Unless you like the same thing, you kind of tune them out. My wife does that at times. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say I tune them out, but obviously, you know, I think when either one of us goes off on a thing that we're really interested in and the other isn't as interested, it's just that. I think, the you know, I'll listen to you and you'll listen to me, but yeah, it's not like your heart is in it and mine isn't. So it's it's like it's not so much rolling eyes or tuning out, but it's kind of like you just let the other person talk about the thing they want to talk about and you listen but then you're like okay next subject <laughs> yeah I, I seldom do it because I, I don't there's not really time or i don't know there's i don't really have patience to present all the context yeah so consequently there are so many things that i uh have said in my own brain about <laughs> some of these star wars superheroes etc the dcu the mcu and all the rest of it uh that I only say for the first time when I get onto a podcast with Rick Shue and Freak Bass or Travis Bone or someone who understands, yeah. <laughs> someone who knows well, that's the context yeah. of what I'm talking about. Like, if I already get into all the details around Zack Snyder <laughs> and the Snyder Cut and things like you have you have no would, fucking idea what asleep. I'm talking about. I would fall asleep. I, so, consequently, <laughs> yeah, in, in order to get to whatever point I wanted to make to you, right. I would have to set up the yeah. whole thing. Well, there was a studio, and then <laughs> Snyder's daughter committed suicide, and then they replaced him with Joss Whedon, and he came in and did reshoots, and then it was a disaster. <laughs> And so I know that by the time I got to Joss Whedon taking over and redoing Justice League, that your eyes are just glazing over. <laughs> yeah. Like, who's Joss Whedon? What? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I do know like, who he is. So there's that. Who's Josh Whedon? Yeah. Well, and then, of course, I like, you know, I'm all into, um, I, I hate this word, but I don't know a better word, spirituality. Um, I, you know, I'm interested in, I have, I like to research and study things and, and, and learn things. And it's not your area of interest. You have an interest in it, but it's not as like, f like with the whole Marvel, you know, I don't really even have an interest in the Marvel universe, but maybe a, a movie here and there I might like to watch. But outside of that, it's very limited. And I think it's kind of like, you know, my curiosity in this whole world is much more and, you know, it's much more in depth than yours. I'd like to show you an episode of the new Star Trek series, Strange New Worlds. I think that you would actually kind of like it. It okay. wouldn't be your favorite Maybe thing in the world, try but I think it. you would. We can yeah. try. I don't know. My mom always tried <laughs> and I never could. Okay. Um, okay. Wait, here's. Um, okay. Okay. Now this one. I'm going to read this one because okay. there was a few there were a few people who assumed that we were either being narcissistic by playing this little game or whatever and you know I saw I, as I said at the beginning of the show I saw the bunkies do it and they're just this YouTube couple and they're so weird but it was fun right and I thought this was kind of a fun thing so that was really where it came from it had nothing to do with narcissism but this girl says to me on my um, Facebook page she says I'm friends with both of you Kimberly we, we met in DC several years ago and, uh, and have many feminist leaders in common 
I hold you in the highest regard. Therefore, I'm surprised by this self-serving post. What is your purpose? Thanks. And so I read that and I thought, really? Self-serving? It is self-serving because I wanted to have a show. This is my show. <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. how it's serving me. But outside of that, you know, you had commented on it and said something like, this is no different than people, you know, on, on like answering things on a radio station, getting listeners to call in and either ask questions or comment on something. And so, I mean, that's been going on forever. And we do that too on your show. And I've done it on my show where ask us anything. And, you know, yeah. we do that. And I just thought this is a fun little twist with the assumptions about us. And of course I knew the refrigerator were comments. We're going to come pouring in, but um, you know, well, I here's just, the thing. I, here's, I want to jump in on this yeah. because, and thank you for mentioning what I had said because I completely forgot mm-hmm. how I replied to that person. But um, I, I assume that the people who listen to your show and who listen to my show spend a lot of time listening to these shows mm-hmm. uh, with your show, whatever it is, two hours a week with my show. Oh my God. It's I, like I'm on seemingly all the time. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, maybe, and especially for new listeners, it's a good idea mm-hmm. to kind of reveal who it is we are. Yeah. Beyond just our political opinions. It creates a more well-rounded persona. And I think creates some overlap, you know, maybe some things in common between us and listeners, readers, etc. And I think what that does is it adds more depth to us, that we're not just these robots who only talk about politics, that we can actually be open and revealing about who we are as people. Not all the time. It's not every show. No. It's not even every week. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while. Yeah, here's who we are and here's what we're all about. And that also, I think, adds to, I think, our level of perceived veracity. Mm-hmm. Like if we're willing to tell the truth about ourselves, yeah. even if it's embarrassing, and we're willing to tell the truth about a lot of other things too. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why feminist leaders were brought into this because this is not a feminist podcast. Uh, my, my whole podcast isn't, I mean, I am a feminist, but that's not the theme of my podcast. It's part of me, but it's not everything. So I, I don't know. I, I, I felt a little put off by that comment because basically what she was saying to me that I, that I was being some kind of narcissist or self, you know, yeah, it's self-serving, but I don't think she meant in the way of giving me pon- podcast content. So I'm sorry she feels that way. I hope, you know, I don't, I doubt she'll listen, but, um, maybe if she does, she change her mind. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is funny. And this is absolutely right. That you're both kind of nerdy and homebodies, and I mean this as a compliment, not a criticism. Yes, 100%. We're, we're definitely nerdy, and we're definitely homebodies. Yeah, on the obviously I'm a nerd, but on, this, on the homebody front, I will say, as much as I love just being here, mm-hmm. just doing my thing, uh, I would like to mm-hmm. do some traveling and stuff. I think yeah. the, the whole COVID thing and uh, uh, the isolation of that has really created that itch yeah. and I need to scratch I need to get on the road somehow and, and drive somewhere is what yeah, I feel like it's doing difficult. It's yeah difficult. yeah uh, I mean obviously we've been to places we've been to my mom's house a bunch of times and that's a, a bit of a drive mm-hmm. and uh, but I mean as far as going somewhere that's not family related making a trip seeing some sites yeah. national parks things like that battlefields mm-hmm. I, beaches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would love to see the water at some point, the ocean. 
So, uh, yeah, that's where I'm, I'm headed at this point. Okay, so this is going to go back to the paper towels, and I don't know if that would be your biggest one, but somebody, <laughs> somebody says, what is the biggest little annoyance with the other? For example, I hate that my husband cannot wipe crumbs off the counter after he makes a sandwich. Uh, his with me is he thinks I put the toilet paper on backwards. So I will say that you also leave crumbs when you make food, which, it, you know, obviously it's, it's the biggest little annoyance, so it's not something that has ever upset me. But obviously, I'm the paper towel whore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if you would define that as being a whore. <laughs> I just think it's like tech, it's a technique thing. Yeah. Because you put one hand at the top to kind of hold the roll in place, and then you, because we have one of those stand up toilet paper roll right. things. Yeah. And so, uh, if you just hold your hand at the top of well, that's you know, in your, your left bathroom. hand, and then pull with your right hand, you'll just rip off. Oh, the oh, sheets, the paper right? towel thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the paper towel, right, and instead, right, right. I think you just try to do it with one hand. Mm -hmm. Just try to do that one yes, hand I rip. Do. And instead, what happens? And then it all instead of comes ripping, off. It may sometimes <laughs> rip, but then you'll get like another three feet of paper towel that'll yeah. just be loosely wrapped around. Some of it in the sink, which. <laughs> Just again, this is, I think, a lot to do with just my OCD mm -hmm. neurotic nature. Like, oh, this part of this paper towel roll has been <laughs> wet in the sink. I don't want to use well, a if wet that's understandable. paper towel to dry my hands. That's understandable. That? That's understandable. Yeah, yeah. So, and then um, there's a, another thing. There's another thing, and it's mainly derived from my paranoia about fire. And that's those <laughs> those cutting boards for a while. They were really too close to an electric socket and, the, and where there was a plug plugged the in. Plastic like, ones, the plastic ones. Yeah, the plastic cutting boards. Yeah. And it's there's nothing I will say it's completely irrational <laughs> on my behalf. I just I worry about water and electric sockets and, and plugs and short circuits in the electric sockets causing a fire in the wall or something like that. That's and that's my just, and you have as I said, reason to neurotic. feel that way because you've been yeah, I mean, I've lived your house couple, exploded when you were a little yeah, kid. Yeah, my house exploded when I was about a year old and then it burned down again when I was about nine. And so I've been down that road a few times. And then, yeah. then there was a scare that occurred about a year after the second fire that turned yeah. out to be nothing. But still, it's just like a, a series of events of uh, of loss. where yeah. well, And it wasn't just fires. It was, oh, and then the Santa Rosa fire. Of course, yeah. Where <laughs> the big we fire. Were just, where, yeah, where I was wrapping my head around the concept that at any minute we're going to have to bug out and all yeah. of our shit's going to be incinerated. Uh, but I've also had a lot of house floods yeah. too and so it just there's a thing about that some sort of out of control disaster act of god whatever you want to call it uh and that is something i'm i'm admittedly paranoid about <laughs> and it's understandable um yeah. so this is funny somebody says are you more political than bob no i think we're about the same would you say yeah i would say so I, and and i think we both go through periods of time where Politics is just like, oh, fuck, exactly, I don't want to yeah. talk about politics ever again. Yeah. And then we recover and regain our mojo, and then it's back into it. But yeah. most of the time, I think we're at about the same level of it, uh, interest and uh, outrage. Yeah, 100%. And then somebody says, there's only a few left. Since you are both very intelligent people who seem highly aligned in political views, I assume that you bounce ideas off each other for your podcasts and articles. Um, to a degree, but not really. I mean, you know, I might say, oh, I just booked Mary Trump or you'll say, oh, I just booked so and so. But you've never said, hey, I'm thinking about an article. You just write what you write and I write what I write. 
when I yeah. write, which I haven't written for a while. But I yeah. think the main thing that we do is, and I don't know if this is necessarily the intention, but it's certainly a byproduct of our conversations, which is that sometimes we work out talking points and ideas or analysis uh, between the two of us off the air, so to speak. Uh before we actually say it on our shows. So yeah. something, you may say something to me, you know, just in private while we're watching TV or watching Lawrence or whatever. And you may repeat that on your show yes. the next day. And, yeah. and likewise, I will often do the same thing. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, that's something I can use. So I kind of store it in my memory banks and hope that I remember it the next day and try to wind that into the conversation. It's always nice to have some handy mm -hmm. go-tos you know so and to it speak to. yeah and it helps because i mean i totally steal things from you too and my mother yeah. um when you know if, if i i'll go look and see did he post this did he say something about this or even sometimes i don't and i just you say something to me and i'm like yeah and then i'll just tweet it out um mm -hmm. you know because i think it's a really good point i've done that with my mom too and it helps me. And then also talking to you, it's not so much that I'm bouncing an idea, like a show idea, but talking about it and talking it through privately absolutely yeah. helps me, you know, get my argument formed for when I'm in front of a microphone. And, and the, the opposite of that often happens where I'll go down a road about something, just working some issue out in my head and I'll get halfway down that road and I'll go, this isn't going anywhere. Uh, this doesn't make any sense. So just ignore everything I just said. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that happens a lot. Yeah. I mean, again, it's like it's like a stand-up comic working out their material yes. in smaller clubs before they go do their big <laughs> HBO special at Carnegie Hall. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Now this is the last question, and it's it's or it's not it's assumption I should say, and it's you know her Allison. Um, oh, now I'm forgetting. I didn't write her name. Heath. Heath. You know what I'm talking oh, yeah. about. Um, yeah. She says, I assume you both would enjoy some wings at the Rustic, which is Yield Rustic Inn, next time you visit Los Feliz. Now, I'm just going to say that 100%. Uh, I used to live around the corner from Yield Rustic Inn, and there was this one. It's such a dive bar. And remember I told you I went out with that guy, uh, Philip Palmer. He was the – he's still there, but he's like ABC – uh, I, th I don't know if he does sports Oh, now. yeah, where you stalked that guy. Well, I didn't stalk reporter. him. I sent him a letter. I sent him a snail mail letter with my picture, and I told him I wanted to go out on a date with him. And then I said, please disregard if you're married or gay. And that's actually the thing that got his attention. And and I also, my I worked at ABC for a while, so I was able to name drop a few people just so he would know that I wasn't some rando. And it's funny because I actually did get a date with him. And the first... and. We, we went on an official date, but before we went out on an official date, we met at the Ye Olde Rustic Inn. I think it was like after one of his Saturday, you know, after he was on the news, it was late. It was like like midnight. But, yeah. but the funny thing is, is my mom and our friend Steve, we all went there one night. Oh my God. And we were drinking kamikazes and we, we didn't know we were getting drunk. And we were, and we were just like, we were, I think we were drinking kamikazes and maybe beer. I don't remember, but we didn't know we were drunk until we stood up. And then it was like, holy shit, we're drunk. Thankfully, we just had to walk home. We didn't have to drive. <laughs> and, and that night, uh, I, I don't know what got into my fucking head, but Steve, my friend, put on, I think he was, wear, he was wearing a dress of mine. And then I put on my prom dress and we were both mm -hmm. barefoot 
And I don't remember, I, some, something about my mom was wearing a slip, but she wasn't with us because we went outside. It was like two or three o'clock in the morning and we were playing ding dong ditch. <laughs> <laughs> we were so drunk. So my uh, memories from Yield Rustic Inn are hilarious and fun. And I think that it would be a fucking blast to go visit, you know, and, and, and have, was it Allison? Is it, I can't, what's her name? Allison, Allison Heathwood McCormick. Heathwood yeah. McCormick. Okay. Um, I knew it was a three name thing. But I think yeah, it would be awesome. so fun to like hang out with her and and maybe not drink kamikazes, but <laughs> you know yeah, maybe yeah. not get I mean, so we, drunk. <laughs> we got to get to L.A. at some yes. point and just meet up with all these people. So Allison, many people. And get to Stephanie's house. Yeah, of, of course. So I mean, many people are in L.A. List. It's just not fair. Yeah. I move from L.A. and like that's when I start making all these friends in L.A. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So yeah. crazy. I mean, I have friends. We got to get down to Texas to see Rick Shue. And yeah. then we got to get to Ohio to see, <laughs> see Freak, Freak Banks Base. and Cliff, Cliff and Schechterin. <laughs> Cliff, and Sh- Cliff and Schechterin. We love the Cliff and Schechterin. All right. Yes, so that do. that's going to be it. I think uh, there, there were a few other ones, but they were either we've already covered them or they were about a refrigerator. So I'm not doing every single one of them. But <laughs> I think this was kind of fun. And I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I hope that you had fun, Bob. And of course, what yeah, I Yeah, co- it was great. It was very self-serving. I'm glad. We did it. <laughs> uh, now I say this to all of my uh, guests. Tell everyone where to find you. Oh, you can find me. I'm sitting right here. I'm in my <laughs> office. Where can I find you, Bob? <laughs> uh, you can find my podcast everywhere you get your podcast. It's called the Bob Seska Show. It's also on Patreon, where you can subscribe to bonus content. And the address for the Patreon page is bobseskashow.com. You don't need to type Patreon or anything like that. Just type in. Just put into your web browser, bobseskashow.com, and I'll take you right there. And, of course, I'm author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. Don't forget the extra E. My books are on Amazon. And thanks, Bob. This was fun. Bye.